Hello, welcome to Train of Thought. My name's Rob Tobias. My guest today is Timothy Michael Shaw. Welcome. Thank you, Rob. Yeah. Um, yeah, three names. That's it's <laughs> right. it's a, an artist. It's it's a full. It it, it kind of takes a little while to um yeah, it forces, get them all. Yes, if if it it force. It's like a. It's like you've uh, locked someone in a room in a room, and you've you're forcing them to contend with your art. But people that, that don't know him uh, by his name might know him by his performing names because he does uh, release a lot of music. Uh, Tim is a singer songwriter and. Uh, um, media person, um, I understand author now as well. That's absolutely, absolutely. That's sort of the new, uh, my new direction. To, to write. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and what, what motivates it? Why, why write? <laughs> well, I think I, one of the things is like the, the basic thing of it is that, is that, it's only by writing that I can really think because like, I, th I think in words, hmm. I mean, I, there's like a pre, a, there's a pre, a pre, uh, pre verbal sort of, sort of thought, but to, to, to put that pre verbal sort of thought, the stuff that we know into language is like a, 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 the, it's like the essential act of my life. And it's, it's like, it's what my mind does. It's why I started writing songs. Mm -hmm. It's because I was, I was dreaming them. I would, I would, and that, that experience of, of, of dreaming a song where, where the meaning just emerges into words and it emerges when it, that, that, that transition of an, of sort of a pre-verbal understanding into words seems like the most meaningful thing to me. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard to actually when it would happen in dreams, I would it would feel perfect. I, it's like I would come across these turns of phrase that were um, um, like absolutely potent, and they would reveal things to me. But consciously doing that, it rarely happens that way consciously speaking, and it rarely happens that way consciously writing. And so you have to actually work over something in writing. Work over something. Yeah, to write it once and then to look at it and, and to edit it afterwards. The edit process, and then yeah. to and then to kind of keep readdressing the thought and readdressing the thought, and right. and and that's what, what's interesting to me about writing. I feel like the stuff that I'm trying to understand in my life, I'm really only going to understand uh, through writing. So I noticed the the name of your book is um, Ninety Nine Dreams. That's correct. The author is T. M. Shaw. Is that right? Yeah, that seemed <laughs> <laughs> as in Timothy Michael, but T M. Yeah, it has a yeah. It seemed it seemed a better sort of pen name. Uh, author name, yeah. Uh, but ninety nine dreams. Dreams are are interesting. Um, some say you know you, when you go to sleep and you you can state intention about remembering. It sounds like you remember a lot of your dreams, um, uh, but and they're also very personal. And that whole thing of is that when you dream about somebody you know is that that person or is it the that part of you that's that person you know there's there's so there's a lot of little levels about how to how to think about your dreams but is your book um your commentary on your dreams is this the actual dreams how you know what what's your taking off point for for writing this book uh well it was it started with with facebook with waking up and posting dreams to facebook which i started in about 2007 yeah for whatever reason, I, I was interested in my dreams, particularly because I was writing songs in them, and and I 
didn't know why I could write songs in my dreams, but I couldn't when I was awake. And so I would, I would wake up with fragments of, of songs and, and then, you know, kind of reverse engineer the rest of it. Well, now we were talking about the editing process. When you post a dream to Facebook, are you are you editing? Are you saying, well, yeah. maybe I don't, don't want to share all of my dream? Yeah, it was it was <laughs> like a, a a shape. There's a there was a shaping in, involved in it, and yeah. and and I wasn't I wasn't my aim wasn't to to just recount everything as as uh, you know completely as possible. But to but to sort of slice through what I remembered and to sh- and to shape it into something that was like dramatically compelling or amusing, or that was suggestive in some way, mm-hmm. and so that was that was the stuff that motivated me, that I felt motivated to write down. It was so it was also the the act of the act of writing it was it was a sort of art. Right, it wasn't just a recounting. And you're getting feedback, I take it, on on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I would get some, some, sometimes, uh, but it wasn't until just a few months ago. There's a, there's a, a wine and poetry evening. Uh, there's for the last, I guess it was 2018. He started this uh, Sage Liskey. I don't know if you know Sage. No. He started to do these these uh, wine and poetry evenings, and generally I would show up and sing a couple songs. And uh, then this a few months ago, I guess it was back in January. I had some dreams with me, so I read them, and mm. and um, a few people asked if there was a book ah. with them, and then I thought, I, I don't know, there isn't one, maybe there should be. <laughs> yeah. And so I went back and I, I downloaded my entire Facebook feed, mm. which you can do now, mm. and uh, all the posts uh, that I had made, and then searched for the word dream, and I recovered, I don't know, 180 dreams that I posted over the last dozen years. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, uh, I needed some sort of some sort of like selection pressure, some way to frame the thing. Like, just was it going to be titled like "Every Dream I Ever Wrote Down," or or something? I didn't really know. And I, I had this this notion of the, you know, in 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 the Islamic theology, there are ninety nine names of God, uh-huh. but uh, it's there isn't an agreement on what those ninety nine names are. Mm. Only that there are ninety nine, uh-huh. and and. To my mind, that that indicated the sense of uh, like nine point nine repeating, right? Like it was a nine as a as a repeating number. It never reaches the unity, but it points toward the unity. Uh huh. And so that was that was uh, that was the sort of frame that I that I that I took ninety nine as a suggestive number, and it also gave me a, a way to sort of have some sort of uh, a box that I'm going to put some dreams in. You're going to be in, and the other dreams I'm I'm not going to not going to put in. Are there so, actually 99 dreams recounted in the book? Well, someone would have to count to figure that out, so I, I can't tell. Okay. Would, You'd have to get the book, maybe. You have, to, you have to buy the book. <laughs> Is and it then, available and somewhere? It's available uh, if you see me, if you're at a show. Uh-huh. You have to come to a show. If you come to a show, the book will be there. And when you say show, I, I assume you mean your music. That's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And I have known you under a few names. Maybe my father's ghost might be the best known. That was sure. it lasted for a couple of years anyway. I don't know, six maybe six years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was definitely that was the uh, prior to that. It was I just had the idea that I, I was right. I, I just started writing songs. I I I had wanted to write songs from you know being a teenager, and I. I, but it took me really into my mid-30s before I started actually writing songs. 
mm-hmm. and um, writing songs with words. I, you know, growing up playing piano and improvising was what I did, but uh, writing songs with words was took me into my mid thirties, and uh, and then, you know, Original Jones was the first version of this me as a songwriter, and the idea, you know, came as like, what was the original Jones? What was the original desire? And 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 I felt like that that. Uh, the act of creation was, in, in essence, the original desire. And so I adopted that as the first name, but that was sort of a, you know, we played at some open mics, I think. We might have had, we played at Sam Bonds once, but it, it was the demise of that which led to the birth of my father's ghost. So you had collaborators. Uh, are mo- most of these names you, you've gone under have included other musicians? Yeah, until yes, right. Mm-hmm. And so the, the the current one, Heir to Heartache, is uh, also expands like the full name. If it's if it's with a band, it's Heir to Heartache and the Thousand Natural Shocks. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes, it's from uh, Hamlet's uh, "To Be or Not to Be" okay. soliloquy. Well, we've talked a lot. Might, might as well give people a sample of what your music uh, is like. Uh, what are you going to share share with us? That reminds me, Rob. Before I do that, oh, okay. I, I was in uh, in music school. And I had a piano teacher, and, and uh, we didn't. I, I had I used to talk a lot during the lessons. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And we were preparing for the end of the end of the semester, uh, whatever they called them, the juries or whatever they were called. And yeah. he said, "This just go in and talk to him." <laughs> so, anyway, well, it's a problem. This song is called. Uh, it's called Everybody's Hero. Okay. And. Uh, I'm not really sure what it's about yet. It's 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 I we can talk about it later, but it's called Everybody's Hero. All right. Some people say he's a zero Some say that he's second rate But we all got our own kind of hero Yeah, we all got our own fight to face Even if your hero's a weirdo Everybody's hero still got a blade Aquaman went talking to the fishes Underneath the deep blue sea When I was young, well, I couldn't help but wish I was him instead of me, yeah I used to think I could stay the boy wonder Hanging with the bat all night But the sleep I missed, it kept dragging me command to get to bed right, right. My hero, he ain't like your hero. He don't wear a mask or a cape. Some people say he's a zero. Yeah, and some say that he's second rate. But we all got our own kind of hero. Yeah, we Your 
got a place Clark can't he played the lonely ace reporter Every day from nine to five His father told him not to serve the world he oughta Take a part in all of that jive, jive He went to work, yeah, he hid his real feelings secret identity but for me that don't work you see I need some real healing got to wear my heart on my sleeve my hero he ain't like your hero he don't wear a mask or a cape some people say he's a zero yeah some say that he's second rate but we all got our own kind of hero Yeah, we all got our own fight to face Even if your hero's a weirdo Everybody's hero still got a place Yeah, even if your hero's a weirdo Everybody's hero still got a place Timothy Michael Shaw with an original song. What's the title on that one? It's called Everybody's Hero. Everybody's Hero. Yeah, you, you got a lot of comic book characters in there, <laughs> or at least reference. <laughs> yes, to <them>. well, I, <clears throat> that's what I grew up with. Uh-huh. Um, Though when I started the song, I was thinking about Randy Newman. Randy Newman? Yeah, I was thinking that like Randy Newman was, was a, a hero of mine, and I... Felt like he was kind of a weird hero to have. Yeah, he's kind of a anti-hero in a way, I suppose, because he's so quirky. And uh, but um, well, what fascinated me about Randy Newman was that uh, the stuff that he said in his songs um, that like he got away with saying, and it wasn't just that he got away with saying things, because because at this point, people say all sorts of stuff in songs and. You know, it's like the the lid is off, and in, in 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 a way, and and it's it's edgy or 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 whatever to do that, and people kind of do it in a contrived way. But I felt like Randy Newman was actually breaking through, and and uh, making the sort of commentary that that didn't uh, just criticize other people or something. It kind of implicated himself in it, like his song Rednecks. You know. It could be, or it could be that he's just a theatrical. He just would r take on a character and and be that character for the song. I mean, it's kind of like if you're in your dream. I guess that's that's you. Or if you're in your, if you're singing it, does that have to be you? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know uh, how much of the character was Randy Newman and how much how much was his character. I really I really don't know. I assume yeah. just because. Uh, you know, I assumed he's in the in the American South and he's in Louisiana and or or and he's writing these songs about kind of racism yeah. and uh, from from a first person perspective or in in a, I don't th I don't think it was I don't think it was just a character it could have been I mean he also said short people have no reason to live 
I mean, <clears throat> that's true. I felt like he, I feel like that was that was uh, done intentionally just to shock people, right? In the sense, because he had gotten away with you know like, or he had written like rednecks, you know, we don't know our ass from a hole in the ground, and yeah, and it's like a super racially charged song, and it's also filled with with this sort of perspective, which doesn't actually demonize. Yeah. It doesn't demonize the racists, and it doesn't deny their racism, and I think that that's that part fascinated me. Mm-hmm. It fascinates me when people can look at the human condition and not idealize some people and demonize others, but actually uh, see this the way that that the the dark and the light actually exists uh, within everyone. Uh, in, in, in some way that's actually very hard to look at because it's hard to be honest and not be um, uh, crucified for it as... as <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, musically, I don't, for some reason that song reminds me of Jim Croce. It's like in that bad, bad Leroy Brown if you, mode, kind of. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, how about other influences? I know you're a piano player. I don't know if you're a piano or guitar first or if they both kind of uh, al- always been there. No, piano. I grew up playing piano, uh-huh. and guitar is the second instrument after. Yeah. But though I've written so much more on it now, it's 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 definitely the instrument I've played more. Though I I I feel uh, I have a lot more skill on the piano, but yeah. uh, but I have a lot more songs on the guitar. <laughs> Plus, it's hard to get around and show up with a piano as much, you know. But absolutely, and and <laughs> you know, digital keyboards is for as great as the samples can be. The the having the piano sound come out of an amp eventually that it diminishes the acoustic quality of it whereas you know a guitar you get the resonance of the body itself you're never with an acoustic guitar you always get the sort of feel of the instrument yeah yeah um anything more to say about that song heroes yeah it's a big topic especially especially in our culture where uh it's kind of put on a pedestal if somebody's a hero they're you know yeah, it's it's a it's a great thing to say about somebody, right? And it's also completely uh, trivialized and overdone in yeah. in the sense that everybody's there's people heroes <laughs> for all sorts of things, and 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 it's it's one of those words that you're like, what does it mean? Yeah. What 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 is a hero? And and I was thinking uh, when I was when I was writing it of uh, you know that there was an early uh, uh, the Christian saints. Right in the early in the early Christian church, uh, the the saints were es- essentially heroes, right? And they were all heroes in that they had they had gotten they had transcended death, right? And this is what like Jesus in the in the Christian in the Christian theology, Jesus had pioneered this way through death, mm-hmm. right? He, had, he and this was the heroic act that the the singular essential heroic act is that he had he had he had transcended the world of death and therefore saved all of the living. Because all the living are doomed to die, and so in the Christian theology, Jesus had 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 pioneered this way, and the saints uh, offered basically different flavors of the same heroism. Right? Mm. There were different 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 kind of species, different expressions of the same archetype, and I and I think that that's the the idea of the song is that is that um, you know the um, is that. Y- there's some there's some way for you to get through sort of all the the kind of the limiting trials of life in a way that you don't lose your identity by doing so mm-hmm. right so everybody's hero it's not just there's a single hero and everybody's going to do things in the same way and if you don't do that do things in that way you're you're doomed you're not going to make it you're you're going to fall fall uh, short 
but the idea that you can actually have there's there's some relationship between um, you know your your identity. It's not just that you have to be somebody else. And that weird. I mean, what I get from it is that weird people can be your heroes too. I mean, that uh, just because hero doesn't have to be this cultural icon of what we what the the bigger culture says you know is is the best or the superhero. Yeah, maybe it's the yeah the underdog. <laughs> no, wasn't wasn't that a. Yeah, another oh, yeah. comic book. Yeah. yeah, I liked Underdog. Yeah, yeah, and it was very interesting, and, and especially because you—I don't know—it's like I, I, I don't feel like I've I've ever uh, quite found a, a a way that I fit uh-huh. into you know. It's like I started writing songs late. I started kind of came to a, a sense of identity. I, ha- I came to a sense of identity pretty early, but it was well before I was able to actually realize that identity in any way. Mm. And so I, I feel sort of. Uh, like I've, uh, you know, slipped through the cracks and and I can't get back in. So I'm I'm on the outside, and so it's the the idea that that uh, you know that that there's there's still a way through. Hmm. Uh, I have written down collaboration because I wonder. Yeah, one of your titles. I don't know if you played under this, but that does not play well with others. Was that an album title? That or was what? an album title. I yes. See. But, um, yeah, that was the end of My Father's Ghost. I see. So, yeah, because My Father's Ghost, because prior to that point, it, it had been, I'd always been playing either in a duo or for those six years or so in My Father's Ghost. And, and that was, uh, I felt really de- dependent. It was, it, was, it was really nice to have a, a, a really good band. And but that's something about it. When you write songs and then you present it to others to help you record or help you play them, and that part of the collaborative process, it's always interesting. I mean, there's... You have your vision, but uh, sometimes the songs grow and into unexpected places when you when you put them in others' hands. Do you find that? Uh, it was definitely a, it was definitely the the issue that came up in the in the recording because my father's ghost started as a recording project and mm-hmm. and um, but it was really at the point where I had barely ever performed. I didn't really have a sense of what my what my voice was or. Or uh, I was, you know, pretty terrified about being on stage and sort of presenting my songs to people, and um, I, I kind of, I, I felt a, a, a need to, to be on my own just to get away from the sense of dependence, hmm. even though I really love playing music with people. It is, it's, yeah, it's a dilemma. Yes, <laughs> um, but I, uh, a dilemma experienced by many. <laughs> uh, I did want to mention. Um, this Friday, uh, you're part of a. We're, we're, all, we're all part of a little sing along at uh, Tsunami Books uh, in honor of our our lost friend Ben Bachner. Anything you want to say about that that uh, thing that's happening? Well, uh, people should come. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I there's a lot's been said about Ben in the last year, and. Um, for those that don't know, Ben Bachner, a great songwriter who, who um, left too early, just died suddenly last, um, yeah, in 2018 in the spring, and uh, uh, we did a little, uh, what would you call it, memorial, yep. and uh, there's going to be another one. He was born, or his birthday's in May, and so uh, maybe it'll be a yearly event. I don't know. It's a little sing-along this uh, Friday the 24th at uh, Tsunami Books that um, Tim and myself probably and and others will be singing some songs and it's a group sing 
Yeah, that's right. You're not. You don't have to sing, but right. but you're. That was you know a, a thing that Ben was uh, very fond of is and having people sing along with his songs. And also, he was particularly gifted at at writing sing along choruses. Right. You know he 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 had uh, his songs are very accessible. Yeah. As well as 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 being. Um, you know, intelligently written. It's not that they're sing-alongable because the lyrics are, you know, just predictable or something. But he, he, he was he was really. I guess he worked at it. I, I really, I really, you know, I know that he he was relentless in his in his process, and he wrote things over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that was a the the accessibility was a was a was a. Uh, quality that came about through that through that process or whether he started off there yeah um he was gifted uh so you also have you told me you have one other show that's not too far off the horizon uh maybe you could tell us about that show and maybe share one more song before we're out of time okay great yeah i'm playing on june 15th at this uh two blue roses house concert series uh which happens once a month and this i think is going to be the sixth sixth one of this series and uh, you can find it on Facebook, and I—that's the only way you can find out where it is. That's one. Two one of, blue roses. Two, is there a website two blue for roses. two blue roses? As I, well? I, I think it's just a Facebook page. Okay, and that's June fifteenth. June fifteenth. Yeah, and I'm also playing uh, with with some uh, other folks at the Oregon, the uh, Art Barn, Solstice Party. Oh, oh cool! On the twenty first. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got another one to share before we're? Yes. I'm just going to do this uh, one. It's called uh, Dial Up. Cool. My dad came back from the dead last night And he was so out of touch He was so out of touch That he wanted to use Dial Up but I said, Dad, no, Dad, there's no dial-up anymore. There's no dial-up anymore. He needed to connect his computer up to IBM So he could fix the health insurer's mainframe program So I said, Dad Oh, my dad There's no mainframe anymore No mainframe anymore And I know it was just a dream And I can't say what it means But he had the most peculiar Desktop machine No 
most peculiar desktop machine Like a cross between a robot and an arcade game And I could stand inside and play Galaga again But I said that Oh my dad I don't play that anymore Don't play that anymore Yeah, thank you. Timothy Michael Shaw, uh, original song. What do we call that one? It's called Dial Up. Uh, Dial Up, yeah. Anyway, thank you for coming in and um, singing, sharing some music. And uh, we'll have to do this again. We ran out of time. There's a lot more I'm sure we could talk about and uh, and sing through. So yes, yes, no, no doubt. There's there's a lot more. The guest has been Timothy Michael Shaw. Performs under Air to a Heartache, sometimes a longer name. Uh, my name's Rob Tobias. You've been listening to Train of Thought. Train of Thought is produced at Maximo Productions in Eugene. If you have comments or feedback or ideas for interviews, email me at rob at robtobias.com. <laughs>